for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Where do I start? How do I want to start this question? By the way, are we? Is the podcast started? Or are we just still shooting the shit? Uh, I think now we're starting. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Cool. I, I don't know where exactly I'll <laughs> start it of what we did, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'll probably start. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we've started for sure. Yeah. Um, this is the start button. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Um, but okay. First, let me start. As you said, you're doing the, the social media break. What, what, tell me about that. What's that all about? Oh, that, dude. I, I was curious about that. Um, I just decided to take a quick break from social media. Like it's probably going to end in a couple of days. Cause I have to get back to like essentially work, right? Like, like this isn't like, I still feel weird calling this work, but it, it it's work. It's like, I, I don't even really enjoy it all that much anymore. Like <laughs> it's just a thing that I've built and now I'm kind of like still doing it because it, 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 it's working so i'm just gonna keep going you mean but, like, uh, like tiktok and stuff or yeah like tiktok social media stuff just in general yeah. um and then all of the stuff that comes from that like like the mixing stuff and the music stuff and and all that right but um no i i, I took a break just because it's like there's this constant like um there's this constant just feed of information both positive and negative that's like constantly hitting my brain all the time and I realized um, a couple of weeks back that I like, I, I got like, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm in a place where like, I'm fair. Like, I think I'm severely depressed. I'm not sure. I'm not like clinically diagnosed or anything like that, okay. but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't enjoy things anymore. Waking up in the morning is difficult. Um, I don't want to talk to people very often. Um, you know, like the things that I used to do for recreation and fun, I just don't do them anymore. Stuff like that. And I realized it's because it's like, there's this oversaturation of like, very sensory heavy information that is like constantly just hitting my brain and it just feels like it's just kind of this constant state of like mush you know what i mean yeah yeah no dude like uh, i very much appreciate i like how we started this with like well we're we might not always be truthful and give the best versions of yourself and first five minutes is I think I'm pretty depressed and you know but <laughs> like I appreciate I appreciate that and I mean you saying that because I I don't know how to explain it exactly but man I've been feeling in a funk of some sorts you know like and I don't know if I've actually I could relate it to social media or anything but yeah. that's why I was curious about asking you about the social media break is because I was like maybe should I, should I try something like that? You know, like it's, uh, what, do you, what, what app do you use most? Like, what do you feel like there's a specific thing that is, that triggers you yourself to think like, okay, it's time to chill. Like in regards to the apps that I use or just like, like in general, I, I guess in general. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't know, like, okay, so I'll, I'll start with like TikTok. Um, TikTok is the one that I use the most, obviously. Um, and I, th I think I noticed it when I would see things on the internet that were happening and I would have this very extreme, like visceral reaction to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's like someone says something stupid and my brain's instant reaction is like, this person is horrible. I hate them. They're terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And you got to catch yourself doing that shit because it's like, you got to, you got to take a step back and go like, whoa, okay. I don't know who this person is. 
I've never met them in real life. I just know one snippet of a piece of their personality that is like being portrayed to me on an app in less than 60 seconds. Right. Um, for all I know, this person is like the sweetest human being on the planet. This person yeah. might even just be the nicest. And I, I just noticed it, like it, it kept happening and happening and happening. And then slowly over time, as like, I continued to like engage with things that made me like angry and sad and like extremely emotional on the other side of things, I would engage in my real life less. Okay. Right. Okay. I wouldn't call my friends as much. I would spend more time playing video games. Uh, you know, I wouldn't spend as much time with my girlfriend as I should. Um, I'm not going like, I'm not going for bike rides. I'm not going for walks. I, I'm skipping, you know, my wing Thursday at my favorite wing spot. You know what oh, I mean? Like skip I know. wing Thursday, man. I know. How could I fucking Jesus. it's like, Five fifty for a beer and five dollars for ten wings. Like that's oh gosh, that's a good deal. You know, Damn. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, not to make a joke out, but fuck, you know, something's up then if you're <laughs> fuck your girlfriend, all the other shit, bike rides, but Wing Thursday, man, Jesus, you know, something's fucked up if you're skipping Wing Wing Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I uh I just I got rid of it, and over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed like you know like I hung out with a friend last night. I like. I forced myself to go to uh, Queen Elizabeth Park, which is a park in Vancouver, and like just like enjoy the enjoy the day. You know what I mean? Like little little things where I'm like, okay, this is so much better than just what I was doing. doing. The, the loop of apps, and then like, bro, I've been playing so much goddamn Clash Clash Royale lately. It's just, <laughs> I I I know it was getting bad. Like I said, I can relate to what you're what you're saying very much that's why i'm glad yeah. you said it so i can say i just relate to it and i didn't have to bring it up but um, <laughs> <laughs> but i i i know it was getting to a bad point with clash royale because i'm like maybe i could go on twitch and do clash royale i was like no dude this is supposed to be a game you play while you go poop like that's yeah. all that's all it's supposed to really be and but i the one thing you said um about having reactions to someone based on one thing that they said do you think that could be because i noticed this in myself also and you know some of the stuff you say on tiktok and in through your content like gets bad reactions from people oh, yeah. because because you're you're speaking your mind you're being truthful you're not holding back you know you're not trying to please everyone and, and like I noticed the same thing with myself where I there's been a couple videos out here in Finland where like people get fucking pissed on the video, you know, on the comments yeah. and telling me all kinds of crazy shit. And I've caught myself like, dude, I'll leave a negative comment sometimes now, you know, like I'll like I'll say something about someone being stupid or like on one of the lot like my thing that just kills me now is the debate me TikTok lives of, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. And I'll, bro, I'll leave a comment on it and then leave. I'll just say, go get a hobby, you know, like <laughs> go get a fucking hobby. And then here I am the guy doing it. But anyway, long drawn out question. Do you think that there's any correlation with you getting that at times, like then almost like you're mirroring that? energy in a way oh yeah like someone does it to me so i do it back to them kind of thing yeah 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 
I think to a degree, yeah. Like, um, like the more negative energy that I receive, the more that I want to put back out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I got, I dude, like, and I, I'm fucking, I realized it. Cause like I deleted everything and I went back to look at my TikTok notifications on my computer the other day. And I just saw all of like the comments of people just like interacting with something that I, I posted. And it's just like two of them are positive. A couple of them are funny. And then a bunch of them are negative and all the negative ones. Like it just, I could, I remembered the feeling and it hit me and I wasn't numb to it anymore. Cause I hadn't looked at it for two weeks. Right. And mm. it comes back and it's like, holy shit, this is what I've been putting up with. This is what I've been interacting with. No wonder I'm so pissed off. No wonder Every I'm day. so unhappy. Yeah. Like, and this, the fucked up thing is like, I, like I have to, I have to do it because, because I've built this thing. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm, and this sounds conceited, but I don't give a shit. I'm Robin skies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. This, this is what I do. And it's like, it's like, well, how do I stop? How, how do I, how do I put a boundary up? How do I like, how do I put a wall up where like this isn't eating away at my soul, but I'm still capable of benefiting from this thing that I've built. Mm. Yeah, no. And like all uh, like Rogan and some of the other like podcast guys I listen to will always say like post and ghost kind of thing. Yeah. And I would love to think of myself as someone who could do that, but I mean, maybe this is just my own self like built up thing because like bro it again i'll i'll match your conceited argument is like i've bro i've become like low-key tiktok famous here in finland off of yeah. talking about this shit where last night was the first night that the bars were open until a normal like 3 a.m 4 a.m time so i yeah. i went out for the culture and um bro it i would get recognized before last year like before I left but like it was to the point this year where it was like every five steps I took like someone was saying something and it like it's kind of cool you know like the yeah. narcissist in you like is like yeah this is fucking dope but and it's always positive in real life but man some of the you know it's always positive like actually yep. I had one chick come up to me yesterday it was like do you have a podcast and I'm like uh no one ever asked that you know it's always the TikTok thing I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, well, and she like, we weren't having a conversation. I was talking to somebody else. And at the very end, she's like, well, my friend told me you have a podcast and you say, uh, like misogynistic things. I just wanted to let you know, I don't like that. And I was like, okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> but just like my friend told me, I have no clue who you are. I've never yeah. seen it, but I'm mad about it. It was like, oh, I mean. But you, what's, what's the last video that has gotten you like stuff where you're like, huh, really? People are saying that. Um, fucking, um, the one that made me, uh, delete TikTok uh, for the last couple of weeks, I posted a few after it, but I, I made a video basically just talking about how like Canada is in a weird spot. Mm. And, and like, I just explained like all the problems that are happening in this country, right? Like things are expensive, opioid epidemic indigenous communities don't have clean water this feels like there's really no future anymore like th like it feels like canada is just like falling apart mm. and some of the negative like uh, oh, there were a lot of comments that were agreeing with me there were a lot of comments that were disagreeing with me there were a lot of jokey comments but there's also a lot of like we'll just leave you're yeah. not wanted here like be appreciative like like oh go to a third world country and it's like god it, it's not even like it's not it doesn't feel like a like a it's just so like it's 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 void of any intelligence to say something like that. 
It's, it's just blanket stupid because you're not engaging with the argument. You're just having a reaction to me saying something that you don't like, right? I'm saying that the country's not as good as it could be. And you found that you took that personal, you found that personally offensive, and then you decide to make some shitty retort. Um, but the thing is the video did 4.4 million views. Okay. I was going to say that one, like when I was just scrolling through your stuff yeah. before, like, uh, earlier today to double check, I was like, damn, that one is, that one went crazy. They went crazy. Yeah. And it like fucking Newsweek wrote an article about it. Oh, what? Yeah. 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 Newsweek wrote an article about that TikTok video and it was like, and like, you know, but, but just that, and then all of the comments and just the constant deluge, it just got overwhelming. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, God damn. Like, I'm just trying to talk about stuff that like matters to me. Yes. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And like, it's TikTok. There's 60 second videos. There's no room for nuance. You want nuance? Listen to the podcast. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's no, there's, and we can do nuance through a series of videos. If you make a comment and it's smart and I'll respond to it and whatever, but it's just, it's just, it's, it, it, yeah, it got way too much. And it, it made me really like, it, it gave me a sense of like, okay, this is what I should be talking about because obviously like, obviously it's a very important topic because <laughs> of the reaction I got from it, but I need to figure out a way to do it. That doesn't make me want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you know? dude, that's four, that 4 million. That's insane. I mean, and yeah. did you, Biggest video you obviously kind of thought like, you knew when you probably posted it, like, oh, this will get a reaction, but you probably had no clue that kind of reaction at all. Well, I've been avoiding, avoiding that conversation because uh, I love Canadians. I'm a Canadian. I love yeah. my countrymen, but they are some of the most um, blindly patriotic motherfuckers on the planet, mm. even more blind than Americans sometimes. And they're blind in their opposition to America. So they're, Canadian yes. the Canadian ethos essentially is just we're not America and if you say that Canada is in any way shape or form worse than America they lose their collective marbles they are like Canadians just and I do it too like I feel it like when I watch hockey and an American hockey team beats a Canadian hockey team I want to throw hands you know what I mean like I get mad right because it's like how could how dare you be better at our sport than us yeah yeah <laughs> you know um, but like, yeah, it's just, it's just Canadian. So I, like, I knew the reaction I was going to get. I knew that there was a subsection of, you know, mostly like, like kind of mostly like mouth breathing, like white <laughs> Canadians who are going to be like, what do you mean? We are healthcare. <laughs> Canada better than America. What? It's not what the U S <laughs> we, we, we don't have guns. Yeah. Uh, good. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Dude, and then uh, did Newsweek contact you? Like, bro, hearing Newsweek on a TikTok, like, we're in an alternate universe <laughs> now at this point, you know? Like, I, I know, I, um, they, they, and it was a stupid article. It was literally, she was just recounting what I said and then just put in a couple of random pieces of statistics. That was it. But it was like, so it, you like did her job, did their job for you, wrote for the article for them, basically. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And she reached out for me for, for comment at, um, but it was two hours before the article got posted. She reached out for comment, but they are in New York. They're based in New York. So I got the email at like 7 a.m. Uh, and I don't wake up till eight. So it's okay. like, I check my emails at nine, right? I, I have my breakfast, I brush my teeth, I get ready for the day and then I check my emails. And then 
nine o'clock, I check it. I'm like, oh yeah, I would comment. That's perfectly fine. You're writing an article on me, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll comment, no worries. And I never got a response back. And I sent a message to my group chat like 15 minutes later, 30 minutes later, I think, because, you know, 30 minutes. I, I think like in, in the business world, like 30 minutes for an email response is reasonable if the person's mm-hmm. actually on their shit. Um, and Leslie, my buddy Leslie was like, you mean this article? And he posted it in the group chat. And I was like, the fuck? And I like read it and I was like, I was like, this, this is so dumb. And he's like, yeah, this is the worst written article I've ever seen. Like this woman should get fired. And I, <laughs> Whoa. and I was like, yeah, it was very like stupid. And it's like, like she said, she posted something where it was like, uh, what did she say? She said, he says that uh, the, the Robin Sky says that um, actually I'll just pull it up. Yeah, hold on. We'll we'll pull a Joe Joe Rogan. Jamie, pull that. Yeah, up. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie. We're we're both Jamie at this point. <laughs> you got a little guy in the other room <laughs> named Jamie. He's like pulling it up. Uh, Robin. Robin Skies Newsweek. Yeah, actually, I was I for a little for one episode. Actually, this is a very random living for a living thing. One mm. one episode. I have a producer on here. I put really? like a little like help wanted thing on TikTok in Finland and I had quite a bit of response. And really? It was like this girl who was in college for like multimedia stuff and wanted to just be involved in a podcast, but it uh, it, it it only happened once, we'll put it like that. <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't work. My it one homie who well. like listens to the, every episode was like, "Bro, I know you're trying stuff, but that's not it. That's, that's, (laughs) that's not it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. With stuff like that, you got to find the right person for sure. Um, okay. So this is the part that really, really irked me. Um, uh, she said, uh, so I talked about how it was expensive to live in Canada. The cost of everything is going up and she posted, or she quoted the Canadian visa website and the Canadian visa website says for a single person to live comfortably in Canada, the estimated monthly cost is about $883 and, and about 3,166 for a family of four. So essentially the monthly cost of living comfortably in Canada for a single person is $883, according to the Canadian visa website. Um, it is also estimated that a good salary in Canada is about $61,000 annually while entry-level jobs start at about $25,000 on average. The second half is yeah that's that's true i would say the average uh like the average uh, i don't know good salary is going getting closer to a hundred thousand in some places but mm-hmm. you probably 61 is probably still doable i can't think of anybody anybody in any part of this country that could live on 883 dollars a month yeah dude <laughs> i'm just like and it's like sure the canadian visa website says that they're fucking lying <laughs> like there's no other way to put it there's no other way they think there's some fucking bullshit going on somewhere where they're not telling the truth about that because like even in butt fuck saskatchewan like in a small say, town maybe in saskatchewan you could get a room for like 250 or something <laughs> like but probably if only if you're outside the major cities and then at that point what are you doing for work yeah well and that's not average yeah <laughs> that's like the not definition of average at all yeah because I mean, what what is it like? Uh, fucking like seven million people live in the Greater Toronto area. I think I think the city of Toronto is two point five, and I think the GTA is seven. Uh, so that's like what our population is like forty million. That's almost uh, that's almost a quarter of our population lives in Toronto. Yeah, right there, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
right? So it's like, and their rent, um, it's their rent itself is at least eight hundred. You know? Oh God, dude, the a, a rent on a single uh, a rent on a on a on a fucking uh, studio apartment in the Greater Toronto area, you're probably looking at sixteen hundred dollars a month. Oof. Jesus, right? Yeah, that's it's like, it's, yeah. I mean, all the major cities now at this point. It feels like I don't know how so many people afford to live there. It doesn't seem sustainable at all. I have no idea. You know, I, and I, mean, I live in a major city. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it like you could argue the West Coast. It makes sense because there's a lot of motherfuckers that are sleeping without a house. So you yeah. see, you you have actual like physical evidence of it not being possible. But yeah, I mean, no, just any anywhere in either the US or even then Canada too. It's like, how how do so many people pay so much? And it, it doesn't seem feasible. So um, at least for a lot of people, um, like, and I think it's similar in the States um, and essentially any North America or nor like first world country, um, like a lot of people really do just live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's, you know, let's say you have a job that pays you, if you're lucky, let's say like, what, $18 an hour. Right. It's, uh, it's what, like maybe, maybe like two grand a month, yeah. maybe 2,400. Yeah. Right. But a lot of that comes, taxes come off the top. Right. And then you, your rent is like, you know, you're splitting, you're splitting a, a you know, a two bedroom apartment. Your rent is going to be like $1,200 just for you. Right. Um, and then you got to get food and you got to get, you know, you got to pay for your electricity and you got to pay for your bus pass and you got to pay for, you know, if you got a car, car insurance, you got, and then by the end of it, you got like 50 bucks left. Yeah. And then you got to try and have fun. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> like do, do something, you know, I mean, that's like, e even here in, in Europe, for the most part, the idea of saving isn't a like super, super popular idea. You know, yeah. because at least from an American perspective, you need to save because in case some shit goes down, in case, you know, even if you have insurance, you're still going to have to pay something. If, yeah, premiums, if, you know, deductibles. Yeah, you're going to have to pay something if, you know, you, you, your job goes away, you, you know, you got to make it work. You're not going to get unemployment. You only get unemployment for so long. But like yeah. here in Finland, for the most part, it's, I feel like everyone lives much more paycheck to paycheck, but in a much more relaxed state, because if some shit does happen, they're normally pretty taken care of in that regard. But yeah, there's, I don't know. There's, there's still like the free healthcare thing. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for like super affordable healthcare, but it's like when, when everyone, when it's free for everyone, then normally like the timing of it, is pretty slow and so just hearing some friends around here with issues of like oh yeah like i can get a free appointment but it's not for another five months and i'm like well what if what if the problem's worse in five yeah, months you, you know <laughs> yeah um yeah it's, it's the same thing in canada actually um so the our healthcare system has I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. So um, we, we can we can pull out real quick. <laughs> no homo. 
<laughs> so uh yeah uh pause uh so yeah. i um i uh uh the canadian healthcare system has been broken for like 20 years right wait times you know when ted cruz goes on stage and he's like wait times in canada are awful right and he's like t- and yeah, all the republicans yeah. are like oh wait times uh, like there is a lot of truth to that actually and it it's funny when bernie sanders then says like oh no wait times are good everything is fine universal healthcare is great uh, no bernie he has a point like wait times are horrendous it took me five no it took me four or five months to get um to just get a ct scan sheesh right for my kidney stone i had a kidney stone it was awful it was terrible worst experience i've ever had in my entire life it felt like a piece of glass was ripping through the inside of me and it was fucking awful oh uh, i wouldn't wish that on my worst if you young men listen to me here's my tip young women as well because you can get these uh drink lots of water and reduce the amount of salt that you eat. Like just, just, just drink, drink two liters of water every day because if you keep drinking, Joey, yes. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if not one day, you might wake up in the middle of the night and you might have an extreme pain in your back and you won't know what it is. And then all of a sudden you'll be on the floor screaming in agony and it won't stop. It won't stop. No matter how many morphine pills you take, it won't stop. And the ambulance will come pick you up and they'll be like, what's wrong? And it'll be like kidney stone. And they'll be like, oh, you poor son of a bitch. And then they'll take you to the hospital and you put you through triage really fast. And they'll put a little needle in your arm and they'll pump you full of drugs to put you to sleep, to get you through the pain until the, the little attack is over. And then they send you home with more pills and they say, well, if this happens again, take them and just grit it out because we're not going to do anything else. So, yeah, there's just, it's just nature you gotta you gotta let nature happen (laughs) you just gotta let nature run its course all right you just gotta piss a rock out of your dick okay that's just what you have to do (laughs) right a little stone a little calcium oxalate stone is going to come out of of the tip of your dick if you don't drink enough water so and it like it's like a legit like what color is it uh different ones are different colors um everything from like white to black because uh, there's a bu- there's a bunch of different kinds of stones. Yeah, there's oh. calcium oxalate. There's uh, I think there's ones that are like uh, sodium based stuff like that. Yeah, the, just just where I thought this one was gonna go, kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> I have my, I have another one waiting to go as well. Like I I when they did the CT scan or when they did the CT scan the first time because they in the in the hospital they just gave me one right away just to diagnose me and then they said that I would need another CT scan later on down the road and that's why it took me five months like five months to get my second one when i should have gotten it um a month later because i passed the kidney stone after about a month and um the the doctor was like you have two there's there's one on its way out and you have one more just sitting in your kidney and it could go at any time and i was like cool you just kind of know you got you're like playing russian roulette kind of just every day a little bit yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited because I have a feeling like I'm going to take a trip somewhere like I'm going to go to like, you know, New York or something and I'm going to be like in the back of a cab and all of a sudden like it'll happen and I'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's literally the worst place for this to happen. God. I'm about to pay through the nose. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Well, as much as I want to talk more about kidney stones and. <laughs> uh shitty healthcare let's i let's uh reroute and i want to get into more like music stuff because we really didn't talk about any 
music stuff that much last time. We just kind of yeah. talked about stories and everything like that. And um, I, I will say that Zeitgeist Poltergeist is still my, I think, one of my favorite songs. Oh, and so, that and Sunny Days. And I know you make a look of like, I don't even fucking like that song, but I hate but, those songs. Yeah. I know. But why, why do you hate them? What, like, what's the, why? Um, the production is just bad. But in terms of production, are you kind of talking about shit that the person, the average person listener like me would just not have a clue or depending, depending on what you're, yeah. Depending on what, like your, um, depending on like what your tolerance is to like sound design um then yeah like i noticed that a lot of people ignore the very obvious the very obvious flaws in zeitgeist poster guys for example like like the piano and like the the the, the mixing and like the way that the drums sound and everything like that because they really for some reason just fuck with that song i i don't get it like so i'm not the only one who says this oh dude i get it all the time people like that song and i'm like are you on crack like i don't i don't get it but i think for me it's the lyrics because like the lyrics are so fucking catchy and they're super raw and real and so it's like i think sometimes for me i can you know if it's if it's a good if it's bars it could be acapella, you know, like it's, yeah. it's going to be that good. And so I think for me, that's probably, and my ear isn't attuned to listening to the details probably that obviously you are. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Like, I, I do love that opening line. Like I don't got a heart, but I'm broken hearted. Like Dude, so good. I, I, I've thought about, I've thought about trying to like redo that song. Cause I actually really like, I go back and I listen to it and like, yeah, it is, that is badass. Like, <laughs> that is that is so good and i think if the production was better like that that song would probably like do very fucking well um but i, I have this weird thing about um i have this weird thing about trying to not go back i, I always just want to go forward mm. right i don't want to revisit old songs i want to make new ones yeah 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 so. um but yeah i mean yeah and then sunny days um is the other one that surprisingly a lot of people seem to like from my older catalog um which i get off of that album it's like the most upbeat it's like it's kind of got this like fun pop vibe you know for sure no for sure i mean what when you are gonna start a song how what's your process like like is it is it a pretty like rigid process or does it it different every time or You know, that's what I was kind of thinking the other day. It's like when you're producing and singing and writing the lyrics and doing everything, what comes first? You know, do the lyrics come first? Does a baseline come, you know, whatever. I'm just throwing out the music terms uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't have a set strategy. I noticed that if I do try and do like redo things that i did in the past um i hit walls so like it because it's like it's not the natural progression i'm trying to follow a path that's already been beaten and for me music creation and writing and 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 and, and songs are very much a uh, me trying to go off the beaten path 
right? It's tr me trying to, you'll notice with my discography, like a lot of my music is, is very, like, I don't have a sound, like it's all very, like all over the place. The only thing right. that's consistent is like maybe my voice and the fact that I really like 808, 808s, like I really like 808s. So I use them all the time. Um, maybe the mood is very similar across the board, but um, generally I just keep trying different things until like it happens right there's a moment where it happens and i it just this little fucking right lightning bolt just strikes my brain and i'm sitting there and i'm like wired like my eyes are huge i'm like fuck this is good and i like keep going and i keep going and i'm sitting here rocking in my chair and like like ready to throw hands with anyone that comes in the room and then like when i'm done with it i turn up the volume and i go out the in the other room and i'm like yelling it and i'm having a good time that that's when i know like i've hit like i've struck gold but i just have to keep chipping away at it in different ways whether it be like okay I'll, I'll lay down some synths those synths suck i'll try some drums those drums suck maybe i'll do some lyric session i don't know the this feels awkward I'm, you know what i'm gonna go for a walk and i'll go for a walk and i'll come home and you know i'll like just be like fuck it and i'll just put down a couple of synths or like a couple of keys on, on a keyboard or something and then i'll just like start saying words and then and then it'll be like oh i really like that I like that. Whatever that is, I like it. And I keep it. And then I cut the other stuff out. And then I redo the other stuff. And then and then it's like, this new stuff is good. But the thing that I liked, I don't like anymore. So I get rid of that. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then over time, it's like, you kind of just chip away at it until you get bits and pieces. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you got kind of this like half-hashed beat, got like some, some chords put down, you know, a little bass line maybe. And then I sit in the mic and I just, I just start singing. And usually that's the moment where it, it happens. Like, it'll be like, I'll say like a line. It'll just be one line, just fucking randomly, just like out of the back of my head, just like just a little total freestyle. Just, just, yeah, just nothing. It'll just okay. be like, just words, right? Just will happen. I think it was um, my most popular song, Indie Movie Night One, right? That's basically the process. And I, 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 I put down, I put down the, the, you know, the keys I had this little synth. It was such a stupid, simple beat. And I started that beat in February of 2021, right? And it, the the vocals that I had over it were like really sad and gross and whatever. And I was living in this apartment uh, or living in a, sorry, in another apartment in this building with my girlfriend. We had just moved in together, uh, just unpacked all of our boxes. And, and um, I had, I was listening to the beat and I was working on it and I just kind of ch chopped it up a little bit and kind of put some spaces in some different areas and I liked it and I was like this is nice and then I set up the microphone and I was standing there I was like I don't know what to sing about I don't know what to sing about <laughs> I, don't, I don't know well, I just I just moved from one place to another and where where did Emma live Emma lived there and then it just kind of came out and I was like Woodland Drive to West Kings Road and and then it was like I'm with you and no one knows and then it just kind of just started flowing. Keep you safe, keep you close. I'm in love and no one knows. And it just, right? And it just came out and I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, that's, that's it. it. That's uh... it. There it is. Oh, this feels good. I like this, right? And you just kind of keep, then you, you get it out. And it's, and it's like, and it just, it just makes, it's so fucking simple. Like you just, the hardest part is not overthinking it. The hardest part is just saying the thing that's on your mind, just saying the thing that's on your heart. That's the hardest part because musicians are just, they're so fucking just, they're so, and I love them. And it, that's me. That's me. This is me, but the, <laughs> we're self-centered as fuck. 
So we're constantly thinking about the things that we're saying and thinking about the things we're doing and thinking how someone else will think about them. And uh, 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 yeah. yeah. And then cringe. thinking how I'm going to think about them thinking about me thinking it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's just, so it gets to a point where it kills it. And, and the, the number one tip is just get out of your own fucking head and just say what's on your heart. That's it. But do you always this like it feeling with every song that you've put out? I notice this with when whether I'm I'm whether it's been podcasting in the in the past or video editing or certain things like the newest one. When you post it, normally it always feels like the one. Yeah, like do you get that same same thing? Uh, I used to until I had a couple that were actually like good and then now i'm like okay this one's not this one's mm, not the one yeah, but i yeah. did it so i'm gonna yeah. put it out you know what i mean and i've had two i've had two of those like um how do i identify an indie movie night one and bleed i think bleed was the other one because uh, bleed was the first song and i put it out before i even had tiktok bleed was the first song um where um i put something out and the reaction i got back was like good like people were really into it small amount of people because no one knew who i was but the people who saw it were into it and and then um i had a couple a bunch of songs in between that and how to identify and, and how do i do identify was another one where i had like it hit me and i was like yeah all right and then i put it out and i had got a good reaction and then the same thing with indie movie night one the funny thing about indie movie night one though is i had that it moment i was like this is great and then i listened back to it like a week later before I decided to put it out. And I was like, eh, eh, eh it'll probably do okay. <laughs> like two and a half minutes, it's a cheesy little love song. There's nothing, there's nothing about this song that is standout-ish to me. Like production is simple. Literally, there's like four parts, right? Like, no, like six parts. There's two vocal takes, a synth, a bass, um, uh kick snare hi-hat that's it that's the whole fucking thing and it just repeats over and over how, just how much like what so seven things how much does uh something else have like what's the average because i don't know shit about that oh um on average i could i can make a song that has close to like 20 to 30 stems oh shit okay yeah like so seven yeah you're super simple then. okay yeah. dumb dumb simple super simple dumb simple and, and, you know, I, and I'm, I'm, I thought, eh, it's this cute song about my girlfriend. I'll put it out. She'll be happy. You know, <laughs> I wrote a song about her. She'll be happy. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, took off, just took off. It's, uh, hold on. Let me check. Um, last time I checked, it has 330,000 streams on Spotify. Damn. Yeah right yeah shit and i'm like ooh. and what you're what i checked your monthly listeners before we did this but it's blank in my mind like your monthly listeners is getting like how maybe this is a what's do you feel successful with how everything's going right now and then also then how what is success in the like how how are you gonna 
measure yeah. it. Because like so, music, I mean, I guess you can win awards and shit, but it's different than sports in the way where like you can win a championship, you can win an MVP, and you can measure a success that way. Like, how do you do it yourself? Yeah, with sports, it's objective because you're just tallying up points, really. Yeah, um, yeah, it's incredibly objective. Yeah. Um, so I'll answer that question. I'll answer. I'll answer it. Um, I have three answers. The first is to your question: Do you feel successful? Yes. Cool. Second question to your second answer to your question: Do you feel successful? No. Mm. Third answer to your question: How do you define success? Well, it's subjective do i feel successful fuck yes are you kidding me i have 40,000 45,000 monthly listeners my okay yeah 330,000 yeah. streams um my i have 145,000 followers on tiktok i have yeah um i have uh you know I've, i'm i've started a small business where i'm doing mixing and mastering for clients and you know um i'm helping you know build a new generation of musicians right like these are things that I'm doing and I'm succeeding in them to the extent that, that I am seeing growth. But the no part to that, that, that answer is by the metrics that the world would place upon me, am I successful? No, because this isn't making me enough money to pay all my bills. I still have a part-time job, right? Um, I, I'm not famous enough to walk into a restaurant and be seated instantly and not have to wait in a lineup, right? Um, I, I'm recognizable enough that I get recognized, which I, you're right. Like it, it's positive. Almost always the negative people barely ever come up to you and say anything. Never, yeah. never. Yeah. I was, that, that was one question I was going to ask you was like, how often does it happen to you? And, and what are the interactions like? Because yeah. I'm a little bit of a, a like, big fish in a small pond is like the random American guy that's talking shit about Finland or, you know, like that's how I yeah. get perceived at times, but, and I'm in a small town. And so if you're in like a big city and don't stand out as much, I was like, I wonder if it happens to him, like in the same, you know? Yeah. Probably not as much as it happens to you because you're right. You are like a, you are a small or you are a big fish in a small pond. Finland's it only happens at the country. bars though. It only happens when people yeah. are drunk. For the most part, yeah, yeah. you know, because uh, like. <laughs> Finnish people aren't going to talk to you otherwise. No, um, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe, maybe the, I've gotten a couple times like the cashier at the grocery store, yeah. you know, like real soft under his voice will ask, and then other than that, it's only at the bars when guys are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they just want to, they just want to shit talk and have a good yeah. time. Yeah, um, no, it happens from time to time. Um, I know it's the most random times right? And it's always guys. I've never been ever recognized by a woman. It's always dudes, which is fine. I have a girlfriend. I'm not trying to like, but I just noticed that I thought it was really interesting. Um, like, uh, like last time it happened, I was talking to a bouncer because the lineup at the bar was fucking crazy. We never ended up even getting in. Like the lineup was so backed up. Right. And I walked up to the bouncer to talk to him and there's some kid in the VIP line and he was like, Holy shit. Oh my God, it's you. And I was like, Hey, thanks, man. And the bouncer's like, what? who the fuck are you? And I was like, exact same thing. That's so yeah. funny. Right. And he's, he's, he was like, I was, he was, uh, he was like, what, how does he know you? He was like, I'm on TikTok. And his friends, uh, the kid was like, yeah, he's on TikTok. And his friend was like, yeah, you're TikTok famous. And 
the bouncer was like, what is that, Facebook? I have no idea what the fuck is TikTok. And I was like, it's just an, it's a dumb app. It's a really dumb app. And then um, the kid went in and the, me and the bouncer were talking a little bit. And I was like, I was like, oh, you know, since I'm TikTok famous, you can just like let me and my friends in, right? And he was just like, no, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't even know what TikTok is, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I was worth a fucking try. Like, <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm not famous enough. I'm that famous. I'm famous enough to get recognized by some dumb kid who's going in ahead of me, but not, yeah. But that has absolutely no pull on actually getting in. Yeah, because the bouncer doesn't give a shit who I am. Like, like he's, he's like, he looked like he was in his fucking 40s, right? Am I some hot 20 year old with my tits out? No, like he doesn't care. No. <laughs> not at all. What, how much do you think, um, like, how much of the music, maybe this is a weird question, but how much of like the music success with the listeners and views and stuff, do you then credit to TikTok? Oh, um, no, that's a hard question. So without yeah. TikTok, <laughs> without TikTok, uh, I would not be doing anything on Spotify. Right. Cause that's where my base is, but I would probably say like, honestly, like 1% of my audience actually listens to my music. 1% from TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Like but then very still, still at 150,000 followers, one percent's a good, you know, like that's, yeah. it's enough to get the algorithm to notice my music and then they pump it onto people's playlists. Okay. That's okay. how I, that's how I've had my success. Right. Any movie night one had like a, like a decent breakout because I had a couple of TikToks that went viral in regards to that song and my followers, um, like as well as people off the for you page really fucked with it. So my followers show up and they listen to my music consistently that 1% show up and listen to it consistently. Right. But if I have a moment where like, there's a, like, where there's a, you know, one of my songs does well on the app, even if it's people who don't follow me, they go listen to it. Spotify then notices, Hey, there's this song. It's got, you know, it's got, you know, uh, a couple thousand streams in the first week. And from like, you know, a couple thousand people, like, that's interesting. Let's let's put it onto someone. Let's put it onto a thousand people's playlist and just see uh-huh. what what it does. And then you know, out of those thousand people, like let's say, you know, twenty five percent of them like the song, listen to it, save it, whatever. And Spotify goes, okay. So that twenty five percent, that two hundred and fifty people liked it. Let's put it on. Let's put it on the playlists. Another thousand playlists or another thousand people's playlists, but similar to that twenty five percent. And then it does a little bit better. And then they slowly work it through the algorithm until, you know, until it's like sitting, you know, let's say 20,000 streams or whatever. And then, tick, and then Spotify is like, okay, this song is done well enough. Let's bump it up to the next rung and the next rung and the next rung. And then, you know, recently I had a big bump where Spotify, you know, showed my song to like 10,000 people in a day. And how do you, how do you know that? It, like- uh, I, I have analytics. So okay. I can I can see what's happening to a degree and I can kind of follow it. And the trend that I noticed is that if I have a song that does well, like really, really well in the first couple of weeks, and then it maintains a consistent listener base for a month or two, it doesn't have to be as big as the, like as the first couple of weeks, but, you know, consistent in the sense that people continuously listen to it and add it to their playlists and stream it, then Spotify will, will go bing. And we'll like put it onto other things and see how it does. And then that proliferates into other areas because 
people put it on their work playlists, which they play at coffee shops and gyms and bars. And then I can look at Apple Music and I can see how many times my song has been shazammed. And then I can also notice my Apple Music <laughs> analytics get a little bit better when my Spotify is getting better. And then I, my Instagram grows when Spotify is doing well because people, my Spotify is linked in, uh, my Instagram is linked to my Spotify and people come up and it's a cycle. Yeah. And it's, it's like hard to pinpoint what, where the starting dot is that, Yes, you know, you connect the dots and yeah. Cause no, that the music thing is just super interesting to me. One of my like best friends that I played with in Portugal he has a little, uh, like a duo that he's doing. He lives in LA hmm. and I've been just hounding him like, bro, you guys have to be on TikTok. You know, yeah. like if Instagram is cool and all, but like Instagram isn't it any, you know, for like the yeah. just completely organic growth, you know, for new ears and new eyes and so especially I, the last time I talked to him about it, I used you as the example. I was like, bro, one of my buddies I've had on the podcast, like he fucking kills it. I was like half the time he's not even talking about it. He's just being him. I yeah. was like, that's, that's the point that I think a lot of people lose nowadays that I finally figured out with this podcast thing was like for, for the podcast, it's like my audience for the most part is people that fuck with me. Yeah, you know, and they feel like they like me and know me in one way or another and have we've met at some point. I was like, so they're gonna just listen to it because it's me. And mm. the same way with some music sometimes like obviously it has to be entertaining music. But if it's just a random song, or it's like your song, I would probably lean towards your song because I know and I fuck with you, you know, and so yeah. you you get this like, like a tiebreaker kind of thing that by the only way for random motherfuckers to know you at this point, you could sit on the sidewalk and introduce yourself to everybody, but that's not super efficient where TikTok, your shit can go hundred thousand in a day. Yeah. For views. like, for like no reason. Yeah. For no yeah, reason. But beyond, but beyond the fact that people just like whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And, um, it's true. Like, I think a lot of artists still live in this mindset where they they think like, oh, music has to come first. It's all about the music. It's this and that. And it's like, no, we're past that. Like 2016 SoundCloud rappers absolutely yes. killed music first. It is it is personality first. People give a shit about the human behind the song more than anything else. And if you are not a person, if you're just some person who's like got a microphone in your room, with like a nice background who's just singing covers you might do you might you maybe you might if you're uh if you're pretty and yeah. and you might get a viral like something to go viral yeah but there's there's no consistency or longevity there like there's no. there's there's very little consistency or longevity there because it's gonna fade and there's only so many times you can do the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over again before people say uh i'm done i'm bored yeah we we heard it we heard it yeah we know what you're doing it's and I, that's why i feel so bad man for people who blow up and then they get into a niche and they stick with that niche and it just like there's this guy that looks he looks exactly like me and he went <laughs> he went from like uh like fucking 
he went from like 20,000 followers to like 500,000 in two weeks. Whoa. Just because he makes videos, like really cringe, cursed videos. And they're funny, right? Whatever. Um, where he like, his eyebrows are all like this. And he like, he's like this face. And he like makes video. He's like, he's got a split tongue, right? And like, he, he you know, he makes little like funny feet video things. And people like it. They, they fuck with it. And I thought it was funny. And I still think that it's funny. But I know that at a certain point, that's going to fall off. Yeah. Right? That's going to fall off the map. I mean, like, uh, and like, and if you're not, if you're not like, and that's the hard part, man. Cause when you have something blow up, when you have a video go viral and then your next video doesn't go as viral, it hurts. Like it's physically painful. Like it hits and you think, you know, but the thing is, is you, you have to splice those videos in there where you're talking about a bunch of different shit. And sometimes they're going to do really fucking well. And sometimes they're not. But if you're not doing that, you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. One day, it's going to drop off a cliff. It's going to pitter out. And then you're not going to have any relationship with your audience because they're not going to know anything outside of that one niche that you do. And when you try and reintroduce yourself, people will just be like, aren't you that guy who does that thing? Mm. You're not a person. You're just that guy that does that thing. Yeah. Yeah, damn, dude. No, like that, that hits uh, to hear it verbalized that way that hits super hard. Because I know, like, if I say Finland or Finnish people or whatever, in the first two seconds of my video, like, it's gonna do well, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll for sure. Uh, my, my like does well metric in my mind is as long as it gets over 10,000 views, because yeah. then when you're scrolling through on the thing, like, you know, 10.1, like it, once you get the point, it's like, okay, th- that's a good one, you know? It and looks nice. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, like yeah. I, I like that, you know? And don't give me four fucking digits. I don't want to see those 4,567. I don't want to yeah. know exactly how many it is, you know? But um, I know if I start a video that way, it'll do that. Cool. But then like for a certain time I would like, okay, I'm only then posting that kind of stuff. But then I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta like play a little like card game, you know, we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure still dealing the car, the finish card to you, but yeah. in between every now and then we got to talk about whether it be football or, you know, whatever my other stuff is that isn't anything finished related because like you said, it's then it, it gets them to know you and, yeah. uh, but no, to, to hear that. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I think sometimes someone has said like, aren't you the guy that just like talks shit about Finland? And it's like, Ooh, yeah. I don't like that fucking label at all. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's a pain in the ass, um, to do that, but you have to. Because if you don't, you're a you're gonna hate yourself because you're gonna live in a shell. Like you're gonna you're gonna become, you're gonna your identity is going to be most heavily associated with one aspect, one tiny minute aspect of who you are, and it's mm-hmm. going to crush you because you're gonna you're gonna feel like you're gonna the diversity of who you are as a person is going to be watered down to this one thing, and if you're not careful, you're gonna focus on that one thing, and you're gonna try and make that one thing the central piece to who you are as a person because well TikTok is like an essential part of what we do 
right? The other issue is, of course, the the fact that it's there's no longevity. You're not going to be able to show people who you are, or whatever. But the other issue associated with it that I I think is like is kind of like the 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 smaller issue that people don't like talk about enough is the idea that if you are consistently doing this one thing, you as a person are going to get sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get stuck because you're not going to know what else you're going to, whatever the fuck you need to do. You're not going to know. And you're just going to be stuck in this one place and you're going to hate it. No, dude, I, you nailed it. I, I ran into that before I did the, the, before this fall, when I drove from, uh, Finland to Portugal like Mm. the last like month I was in Finland I was like I don't have anything to say like I don't you know I stopped recording for a while like kind of I needed a little bit of a break from the podcast and was like I I'm just saying shit to say shit sometimes you know it's it's like I can tell when there's something that is I'm like, oh, yeah, I really feel that. And yeah, that is a good joke or that is a good clip or whatever it may be. But then there'd be sometimes I'm like, it, w- it would be the opposite where I'd just be like, oh, that would be a good clip. I should say it, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I fucking want to say this. And oh, it then will be a good clip. It's like that. Yeah. So, no, that's that's a weird you've 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 said some things today that. Like the whole, tic- the whole TikTok world is a really strange fucking place, yeah. man. Oh, it's all social media, man. Like, and this is this is why I have a bone to pick with like the Gary V's of the world. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, they're like, just put out content, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. just no, Gary. There's more to life than fucking numbers and boosting your your whatever. Like, like it's just it, it's so narrow, and not everybody is this like atypical, like like hyperactive, like constantly on the go kind of person like most of us most of us need a minute to just like sit yeah you know and just be and there's nothing wrong with that but this like this hyper consumerist like society that we've created needs hyper producers to be able to feed the needs of the consumers and there are two types of people on social media those are the hyper consumers and the hyper producers. Mm-hmm. We fall in the hyper producer category because we're yeah. constantly feeling this need to produce something so that the consumers can have something to consume. And my ethos, oh God, I'm going to make a ticket. I know what to make about TikTok. I have a TikTok idea now. Anyway, my. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking drought is over. Uh, no, uh... <laughs> This this hyper need to to con- this 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 super hyper consumeristic fucking landscape we have. My whole thing now is fuck that shit. Fuck it. Like just speak when you have to. Just just make something when you have to. But I, I my numbers, my stats, my I'm never gonna be famous. You're never gonna be famous. There's no like, I, dude. I had a hundred. I'm almost at one hundred and fifty thousand. I realized that even if I get to a million, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be like, there's going to be a glass ceiling that I'm going to have to try and get through. Just get a normal job, <laughs> you know, start a business, you know, like, like, um, I have a, I have a buddy. Um, uh, he's a mutual of mine on TikTok, Um, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's got like two point something million followers. And he, 
I look at his account and I've talked to him a few times and I kind of get the feeling where he's also in that. We've never talked about this, talked about this, but I get the feeling where he's kind of in this place where it seems like um, he's, he figured it would be different. Mm. You know, you hit that number, but you still have, you get this like golden card that you get to put in your wallet kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I look at his numbers and it's like, it's like two point whatever million followers, but he's got some videos that like barely break 10 K. You know what I mean? And it's like, you really realize that those numbers don't mean a damn thing. They don't matter. So instead of trying to boost your numbers, what you should be focusing on, if you really, really want to like, if you really want to do this in the sense of like actually make it count is instead of focusing on your follower count, focus on just like speaking when you need to speak, making content that actually matters to you, giving yourself space to breathe and be a human. And that shit will hit. And no matter how many followers you have, you have consistency. I don't, a lot of people like put out two, three videos a week or two, three videos a day. Fuck that shit. Put out one a week. Yeah. Yeah. Put out one a week. That's really good. High quality. Nice. Engage with it for an hour. Turn it off. And then go back to being productive somewhere else with your life. Oh, hold on. (laughs) She's going to work. Hold on. I (laughs) I have to say goodbye to the girlfriend. That was fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. This, this numbers conversation is actually last night. It came up. Um, last night, honestly, it's, I'm glad the timing of our conversation like happened now rather than last week, just given what we're talking about and my hippie beliefs, the timing's always right and all the, so we're truly supposed to talk right now, but someone asked me about it was like, they said, you know, well, how, how many followers do you have? And it's like, that question just sucks because there's no way to answer it and not sound, I don't know what, like big, because if you say, Oh, I don't really know. Like you're lying because we all fucking know, you know, like, yeah, maybe you don't know the point one or point whatever, but you know, around the number. And I said, yeah, I just, I just got to 50,000 like last week or the week before or whatever. And just like the, it was weird because I felt weird saying it, Mm. but then also the reaction it got from the guy was like 50 in Finland was like, it, it validated me to him in a way, you know? And it's like, that's so fucking stupid. I guess it's cool on one hand, but in the yeah. other, it's like, do you, do you really care? Like, why, why is that such a, it's so hyper-focused? Yeah. Well, it, it means something to them because they, and I, I remember before, like, cause I remember being a bum ass musician that was going nowhere on Instagram before someone told me to hop on TikTok, Right. And I remember thinking like, well, I thought, you know, wow, look at that person, the girl that I know, there's a girl that I know that she's a, a fashion influencer in Vancouver. Okay. And I look at her and I'm like, wow, if I had 150,000 followers, I could do so much. <laughs> I, my, my career, my art would be validated. Wow. Look, 150,000 people like what you do. Maybe 150,000 people like what I do. Right. And then, and then you're on the other side of it and you realize, no that it's a big fucking lie 
It's huge. It's a ma- yeah. it's the biggest lie on the planet. It doesn't change your life. It's cool. Um, and maybe if you know, if I get to a million and I'm consistent and I network outside of TikTok and I make connections with, you know, different people that will matter. But the simple number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's what was the did how okay, how many what was your first viral video on here on there? I was making fun of a Trump supporter. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny because like I'm I'm a conservative. I just thought his video I thought his video was annoying. So I just made fun of him. Right. Uh, it was it was him just like this old white guy with the american flag behind him and he was talking about the impeachment of donald trump and he was like he was going on about like like oh you know we didn't know impeach obama you know donald trump is a uh, you know blah 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 and his video had like i don't know probably like five hundred thousand, whatever and i just do edit it and the literally the caption above just said canadian politely listens to american complain and it's just me <laughs> sitting there just listening and i'm like you know, and I got my Canadian flag behind me and I'm dressed exactly like him. Like he's wearing a red flannel with like a hat and I'm wearing a red flannel with a hat. And it, it, it was just funny, you know, and it was dumb. But I remember when that happened, the dude, I still dream of the amount of serotonin and dopamine I got from that one moment. Like I still think about it. I was like sitting in my room and all these notifications and people like telling me, oh, you're funny. This is funny. You're, you're valid. This is funny. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, <laughs> like my little dumb monkey brain is just like going nuts. Right. And it's just like, it's like, yes. Wow. This is better than crack. What the <laughs> hell? Like drugs? No, thank you. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now, you know, now it's like video goes like, does a hundred thousand views with like thousands of comments. So I'm like, I'm annoyed. I'm turning yeah. it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, dude, what you said, the serotonin dopamine hits is my, my viral video, my like, well, I guess I had, I had one while I was living in Spain. And that one maybe got me like a couple thousand followers, but I had one here in Finland. Shit, actually, yeah, I had my first viral video. I, it was like basically a conspiracy theory video, or not even I didn't even get into it, but it was just a clip from the podcast where I said like the George Floyd murder felt kind of like a setup. Mm. And I like did it in like edited it in a like very like vague way that would make people comment on it. And mm. I had like no followers at the time. I posted it. I was living in Barcelona, went to the beach where I didn't have any service or anything. And on the walk home there's like one spot, like a cafe that I had the Wi-Fi to because I didn't have a phone plan at the time. So as I walk by that cafe, I connect to the Wi-Fi there for a minute and my phone just literally like, you know, just like crazy. I like look and it's like, oh my God. And so that one, I don't know what it's at now, but speaking of Newsweek to really get full circle, there was like on Snapchat, I don't know if it's Newsweek or I don't know if it's, there's like a news on Snapchat kind of thing. Yeah. And that one, my, the thing was like, yeah, this new TikTok app is taking the world by storm, but is it a breeding ground for conspiracy theories? And they play a video and it's my video. on. Really? That. Yeah. 
God damn. Yeah, dude. And I wasn't even using Snapchat at the time. And so all my, a few of my homies from college messaged me like a screenshot or some, I don't know how they message it. They're like, is that you? I haven't talked to these guys in like five, six years. I was like, yeah, like, (laughs) but no, I had another one here in Finland where I got, I post it before practice. I get back after practice and I'm scrolling. It's like, you know, first time I ever saw a 99 plus in the notifications and I'm like, Oh, that's dope. And I'm scrolling. And it was like, I couldn't out scroll the, I had so many follows, you know, like the red, but the red follow button, like you just keep scrolling and it's just follow, follow. follow. And it's like, it had, I almost thought it was like, I'm sure some of it's bots, but like, yeah that feeling dude yeah oh my god it's like and like it it sounds so weird because it, it's low-key embarrassing to admit this shit you yeah. know because it's so cringy in a way you yeah, know we're to like be both like close to 30 and we're both like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm over 30 you're like yeah you see all these followers on tiktok but just bro to keep it real that fucking that feeling of like uh-huh like I like you. I am funny, you know. Like, I, yeah, I, I do this shit, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and like, uh, it it's weird too, because like growing up, like, um, you know, uh, fuck, I'm gonna get canceled for saying this. A lot of my heroes, when I was, you know, in my early twenties, late teens, right, kind of in my like hyper conservative phase, where like people like, you know, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson. You know, I thought Milo Yiannopoulos was really funny. Like he was my introduction to conservatism because I have I never, you know, because I was like, you know, I grew up in a very lefty environment. Um, by the way, the background noise, open the window. The background noise isn't bothering any, anything, is it? Can, can you hear it? No. Okay, I can hear it, but. Okay, no, I can't. Um, as long as the mic's not picking up, we're fine. But yeah, so I grew up in a very like lefty environment and um, I got like, I had the, uh, you know, a, like just the classic deluge of just like, you can't say that you can't, you can say this. Like I, I was uh, sleeping with a girl and we had just hooked up and I said something just like offhand. I just made like a joke. And, she, and then she just started going on about how like, I'm, I'm perpetuating the patriarchy and how like, I need to like unlearn that if I ever want to like, like see her again. And I was like, I'm good. Like <laughs> get, get out of my house, like leave. Um, like, like we can have that conversation, but like, don't, don't come at me. Like, yeah, don't that. frame then, it in that way. Yeah. Like, don't, don't like, don't put like, don't, don't fuck me. And then tell me that if I want to have sex with you again, I need to unlearn problematic behaviors. Cause it's like, this isn't a transaction. Like I'm not like, I'm, I'm not paying you with servitude to like, I, I thought this was just a thing we were doing. You know what I mean? And I was, um, and then all of a sudden this, this little, it's like gay, this, this skinny little gay man with a stupid blonde haircut is on Joe Rogan. And he's like making fun of these people. And I'm like, oh, wait, you can do that. You can make fun of people that make you feel bad, that like hurt your feelings and like attack you for no, huh? Right. And I was like, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Obviously, now I understand like, okay probably not the best role model guys got problems you know what i mean like not everything that he says is golden right i was like 
uh, I was like 19 at the time, right? So like right at the dumb, like right in the cusp, right? Like people talk a big game about like 19 as an adult. No, it's not. 19 no, year old shot. Yeah. Fucking stupid, man. Like you're on the cusp of adulthood, but your brain is still forming. And like, you know what I mean? You can get drunk at a bar and like, <laughs> you know, fuck your whole life up, right? And you're bound to do it. And this, uh, yeah, I remember so I got really and became like he became like one of my heroes and then like I kind of went down that pipeline that 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 alt-right pipeline I went down the rabbit hole and then I came out the other side later on in my life more centered more you know I'm still conservative but like not as not as partisan whatever but it's funny to me now because I look at the content that I make and I look at the way that people react to me and I look at the people who engage with the things that I make and I'm like I am some kids Milo Yiannopoulos I'm, I'm some kids, Ben Shapiro. Like I, I am, I, I'm, you know, or if we want to go left, I'm some kids, you know, fucking Chank Uger or whatever. Right. Like, um, I don't uh, know, or uh, I don't know Hassan, whatever his name. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The, the handsome socialist guy, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm some kids that, right. Cause I'm, 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 I'm saying things that a little controversial that speak truth to power that, you know, uh, represent this, uh, that represent this like this like kind of pushing back of the narrative and it's like a crack yeah a crack it's in the something system. that people people think but are most people are kind of afraid to put out there yeah you know they're, they're at least afraid to talk about it yeah you know and i am um, and it's just funny to me because i think to myself like huh like how the fuck did i get here <laughs> yeah, i just wanted to make music man <laughs> that yeah i mean that is a uh your story with that is an interesting one because it makes a lot more sense objectively that i'm posting podcast clips to get people to listen to me talk more you know, yeah. like I'm talking to get people to listen to me talk, but that, I mean, you're kind of like seeing through the lines, I think of figuring out, like we talked about earlier, I'm going to get people to listen to my music because they like me and they're going to like me for me being me and me speaking. Yeah. And so it's, but it's, it's a much more like roundabout way of accomplishing something or like having a goal towards it and i mean i did did you think you would have gotten to where you're at right now like if you pre tiktok would you have imagined i mean it's hard to even imagine tiktok pre tiktok but do you know what i'm saying could you have even imagined that you would be at this point um no no shot yeah no, no, no shot. I had always dreamed of somehow getting to a point where I could be doing this. Um, just saying the things that matter to me, which ultimately, right, like, whether we know it or not, whether it's intentional or not, we're always leaning towards the thing that is the most important to us, even if it's not something that we think is the most important thing to us. Does mm. that make sense? Right? So like, for we're example, always, so wait, hold on. We're always leaning towards the thing that's most important to us, even if we don't think it's the most important 
thing to yeah. us. Right. And you I can't, like you, you can't cut out who you are as a person. And when I'm in the shower thinking, I'm not thinking about being on stage, playing concerts and shows and, and having fans adore me. I'm always thinking about sitting in the Joe Rogan podcast, arguing with that bald monkey uh, about something that doesn't matter or that does matter to me, at least something that, yeah, you know, yeah. which I love you, Joe Rogan, but you are a bald monkey. Um, <laughs> you probably take that as a compliment. You're like, do you know how fucking strong apes are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how Dude. sick I'm you you've oh, man i appreciate this because like you're you've admitted some things that i've for sure wanted to admit and i feel like i've always been a person to speak my mind but part of the yeah. funk that i feel like i've been in is i haven't been at the same level as i always have and dude being on rogan would be i same exact thing when i'm walking my things more when i'm walking down the street i'm thinking man, I'd fucking kill Rogan. You know, like I would kill it on Rogan. Yeah. It, it, there's been, you know, just the ultimate narcissist. There's never been anyone like me on Rogan. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is the ultimate narcissist, like, right? Dude. Like it's like, I, I feel the exact same way. Like I, like I watch him on a podcast and I'm just like, I'm like, no, fuck this guest that you have on. He's saying things that I don't agree with bring me on like let me talk you know what i mean but like who like i'm some i'm like fucking random 27 year old balding guy who like lives in an apartment with his girlfriend and makes music and says shit on tiktok i'm fucking nobody my guy but i'm sitting here like i am the smartest person on the planet and i should go on the biggest podcast on the planet and say my wisdom yeah you know it's like i mean that's part of the reason i almost sometimes i'm like i should get into comedy like that, yeah. then I got a shot of getting on Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go to the comedy store like three times and it'll like bring you on and be like, so you're the new guy at the comedy store. Yeah. yeah I love so, the comedy yeah. store down in LA. Yeah. Yeah. No, shit. What the Rogan, bro, the Rogan thing to transition it's, he is, he is uncancelable. Yes. hundred percent. Hold on. I'm going to take my sweater off. I'm like way too hot right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I'm going to put on a t-shirt cause I'm super hot too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wardrobe change. Oh, good. We're both showing our nipples. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I took my shirt off and I was just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking. Like, no, now that's this is this is all for the content. So now it looks like we've had two discussions. We're both wearing two different things. <laughs> This is part one and part two. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, dude, Rogan's a hundred percent uncancelable. I mean, and it's that that uh, this last attempt of the whole N-word video was yeah. just I mean, you already kind of knew the smear tactics of the media and everything, but that one like couldn't have been and made everything so much more obvious. Yeah, that was one of the greasiest fucking things I've ever seen in my entire life like in insane greasy like stupidly greasy the implication that joe rogan is somehow like like a hidden avowed racist when he has like how like snoop dog on his fucking podcast <laughs> for christ's sakes like like and i get it like we're two white guys and oh you know our opinion whatever but like I, uh, like you 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 can call 
call a spade a spade. Like, you know, a racist, when you see a fucking racist, you know, one, you know, that a person is racist when you actually see a racist. Cause you go, Ooh, Ooh, that's racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, he definitely probably shouldn't have said the N word, but at the time that he said it, it was socially acceptable to say it in quotations. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I've said it like, yeah, I, I, th- I thought he was a little smarter than to say it 70 times, even no matter what the context is, while yeah. a camera's rolling and a microphone's on. Yeah, dumb one, as fuck to do that. That was pretty stupid. But yeah. the thing is, is he'll be the first one to say, I'm kind of stupid. So what are we, are we that surprised? You know, you know, and then I don't, uh, did you see, you saw the uh, UFC guy? the style bender got bro that was might have been one of the greatest quotes like yeah and responses ever yeah yeah and i i think i'm glad i'm very glad i saw a lot of people from the black community come out and defend him which yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about because they know like they know like okay he probably shouldn't have said that they can have a conversation with him about it in private and like you know whatever do the thing but I think the thing that drives me the craziest is when white liberals go out of their way to be offended on behalf of minorities and make a big deal out of something that minorities, most of them would be like, that's not a big deal. Totally. Kill the fuck out. That's not like that. Like, yeah, we're going to have a conversation with the guy about it, but it's not like we're not going to kill him over it. And it's and it's not it's for sure not your place, Susan, to be the person that's like leading the charge. If if a charge needs to be led you're not the leader, you know, like that was let the members of that community be the leader. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if, if we're going to charge, if there's going to be a charge, then it needs to be the people that it's affecting the most. Like, I'm not saying it has to be all of them, but they have to be the ones to make the call. Like my, my, uh, high school got, we used to be the Issaquah Indians and like, Oh, seven, Oh, six, right before, I got into high school, we changed to the Issaquah Eagles and okay. like the, the local, the local tribe support, like voted that it's okay. Like we don't care, yeah. but it was a, a mom, a super white liberal mom that was like, no, this is wrong. We need to change it. When the tribe themselves was saying it was cool. It's like, yeah, just weird situations like that. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Um, and it drives me bananas. Like I got a buddy. He's um, like one of my best friends. He's a Latino gentleman. And one of the things that he hates the most is the term Latin X. <laughs> hates it. Because he's like, he's like, just because in he, he uh, what did he say? He said, just because you're uncomfortable with gendered language doesn't mean that you need to colonize my language and change it. Yeah. What is, what even is Latin X? It's essentially, well, cause you know how there's Latino and Latina oh yeah so it's like latinos male latina is female latinx is well we should just use that because it's you know non-gender you know it's just we don't know so we'll just call everyone latinx and every latino (sighs) i've ever met has been like no fuck off like fuck off just because you're uncomfortable with language doesn't mean you can change the gendered pronouns in our language get out of here bro i had no clue that's what it was and now i get it and now that even is more dumb than i thought because yeah i mean like whoa yeah that it's it's (laughs) no you're just looking for things to complain about and make up at that point yeah dude people um 
people who have nothing going on in their life and who feel empty and void of like identity and personality and anything good in the world will fucking find problems to fight and fix because they will create problems to fight and to fix because they're empty, vapid wastes of space. Dude, that's... that's one of the most brutal things I've ever said. Goddamn, continue on. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm like, all right, how do we pivot from here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got me at like my most, like this is probably the most honest interview I've ever done. Uh, you got so many clips in here that like they go viral. It's like, who is it? We got to get this white motherfucker with the mustache. <laughs> Someone oh, kill dude. him. <laughs> I'm No, I'm like I said, I'm glad we, I'm glad it ended up being right now because they're just uh, uh, like, I needed I needed to talk and hear some of the shit you're saying. So it's it's always good. You caught me at the most gloves off moment in my life. I'm like, I'm very, I'm very tired of dealing with it and being nice. And this is why I took a break because like, you know, it got me all depressed and sad, but I also got me very angry. So it's like I gotta I gotta get to a point where like I can channel that like aggressive energy in a way that's actually going to be productive and fruitful because i think there's good that'll come out of being able to be like no listen up you fucking idiots like just yeah. li- you are ruining this planet you are ruining north america you are ruining everything that we have fought tireless tirelessly to create because of your own narcissistic hyper consumeristic personality type that is so void of any purpose or identity and meaning. You lit- like your whole life is literally just wake up, go to work, watch Disney Plus, like fucking smoke weed, be a degenerate, watch porn, like like just just consume, 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 and then to make yourself feel better about being just essentially like empty, you go out of your way to create problems that end up dividing everybody. And it and it just fucks everything up. Like it's, it's just get a personality. Who who are you like? Who who do you have in mind? Like when you're saying this type of like, what's what's the like root of it? Like, what do you uh, what do you mean the root of it? Like the root of the problem? The root? I mean, when, the person? When, I mean, is there a you know the the person that you kind of just described? Is there a like the i guess root of it in the sense of kind of the shit that's going on in Canada is that like is that the person you're describing like who who's the person you're describing um i think it's a north american and western culture problem um and i the person that i'm describing is your average your average um your average comfortable middle class to upper middle class suburban person Mm. right and it goes both ways it goes both ways my guy like i haven't even gotten started on my issues with right-leaning people who fall into that category because they do the exact same bullshit just for a different tribe yeah 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 no totally the book both wings belong to the same fucking bird you know it's like yeah that is right and on the on this Canada thing. Although you bro, you chose quite a two week stretch to not be on your phone or not be on social media. I mean, I know you, I'm sure you know what's going on, but talk about a two weeks break to we COVID is now over according to Twitter. You know, no one talks about that anymore. Yeah, we're in Russia now. Yeah, exactly. But is 
I was thinking about this is like, is the stuff still going on? And like, what, how did the, the trucker thing end? Cause I don't even know how that ended because of how it, how, how everything went, you know? Uh, okay. So, <laughs> dude. Okay. Um, I want to, I want to preface this very quickly. I want to just kind of skirt into another direction, just to be clear. I'm not just hating on, on, on liberals. I get angry at conservatives that also make a mountain out of a molehill. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, just a small example, people who go into restaurants or grocery stores, not wearing masks and make a big deal out of it. Yeah. It's like, you get it. I get it. You don't want to wear one. I understand, but just put the fucking thing on when you're in the grocery store for 30 minutes so that the, the little teenage employee doesn't have to come over and ask you to because you're specifically not wearing it so that you can then go, you're a fucking commie. You are a part of the state. You're not, I hate you. And it's like some kid making 1250 an hour, leave them alone for God's sakes. Like you have nothing going on in your life. You are so fucking comfortable that the biggest problem you have is you have to wear a mask in a grocery store. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, be grateful, shut the fuck up. Now, we preface that by saying I'm pissed off at everybody. But my number one thing is people need to stop fighting with each other all the time about this bullshit and really start to get to the root of the issues in their own lives and, and, and who they are as a person, which leads into the trucker protest. Oh, my God. Uh, where do I start? Trucker protest from the very beginning was doomed to fail because the federal government and the mainstream legacy media had a bone to pick with these people. And I think there are aspects of the trucker protest that were questionable. The leader of the trucker protest, one of the leaders of the trucker protest is a guy named Pat King. Okay. Pat King is, a, he, he is very clearly a white nationalist. Like he has talked about replacement theory. He's talked about the idea that like a mosque being built in his city is uh, is equal to genocide because it's trying to get rid of the white race. Like he's he is a fucking lunatic, like a dumb person, just terrible, awful human being. But he's one man out of 10,000 that showed up on Parliament Hill. One man. He might have been one of the leaders, one of like fucking 20 that are of a diverse group of people. But they, of course, focused on him because he's an easy target. Um, a few people showed up to the rally uh, with like Confederate flags and one person showed up with a swastika flag. Right. So once again, easy targets to attack. Problem is pro a truck Confederate protest flag in, in Canada. Yeah. Canada? Okay. My guy. Okay. That's a big, that's a big thing in some of the rural areas of, of, uh, of Canada. Cause it's kind of been taken on as kind of a, kind of an homage to rebellion. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Right. There's a big divide between the cities, which is where most people live, and then the rural, you know, farming, similar to America, right? Um, areas around it. And there's a very big kind of hatred for you know, Ottawa and Ontario in Alberta and Saskatchewan. BC has it, but it's cut half and half because, you know, one half is like the coastal yuppies and the other half is like hard working mountain men who like live in trucks and yeah, okay, pigs, right? Um, so the trucker protest ended up going to Ottawa. It was basically peaceful. There was obviously some issues that the media very hyper-focused on, right? Um, the war memorial, someone pissed on the war memorial, but the truckers responded by putting up guards to stop that from happening, laying flowers and cleaning it, okay? Uh, someone took a Terry Fox statue and put an anti-vax 
uh, sign on it and a Canadian flag. And everybody freaked out because Terry Fox is like a Canadian hero. So the truckers took the, that off and then they cleaned it. He right? was like a, a sprinter or something. Yeah, he was a marathon runner. Mar- he had yeah, cancer. Had, okay. He had cancer and he ran across Canada with one leg, essentially. Oh, damn. To, to raise money for, uh, for cancer research. Okay. Um, and he, uh, you know, you know, a few other, few other things that happened, but for the most part, it was a diverse group of people, fairly peaceful. They were having parties. There were bouncy cancels that they brought in for the kids that were there. Like, um, one of the, one of the biggest tick, one of the biggest leaders of this group was a Sikh guy and a Sikh homies, right. Talking about how like, you know, vaccine passports are a bad thing. Mandates are a bad thing. Like we don't need them anymore. Let's move on. Okay. Which. I'm wholeheartedly on that side. Like, I think, yeah, we don't need mandates. We yeah. don't need them. We're past it. We're, we're good. We probably didn't even need them in the first place, but you know, they happened. Let's get rid of them. Most of us are vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. Move on with life. Um, but because it had some, there were some things that happened um, that were negative in Ottawa. The media had a narrative that they could spin. It got all of the normal, you know, suburban tuned out, you know, go to work, consume media, come home people just livid because they thought they, they were comparing it to January 6th, right? Like, right? Like, this is our January 6th. It's like, no, it's not. There is no one's trying to break into the Capitol. There's no violence. No one's threatening to hang the prime minister. Like no one's chanting like Kill they my should pets. fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean Justin Trudeau is an asshole. Um, <laughs> like I'm not a big fan. Um, but you know no one was doing that. But what really tipped it over was the truckers got decided to get a little bit ballsy and they blockaded major routes in and out of the country. So they blockaded Coots, which is uh, the town, the uh, which is a border town in Alberta between Alberta and the states. They blockaded. Um, a bridge between um, Ontario and Michigan. There was a blockade down in B- BC, uh, Peace Arch, and uh, I think it was Peace Arch at least. And um, that's when the federal government decided to declare a state of emergency. Okay. Okay. So I didn't realize that it was happening in multiple places like that and yeah. that it was at the to affect the border. I just thought they were f- just fucking shit, you know, just blockading the city the city yeah and and, yeah. Tr- and and but i didn't realize it was at with the border in mind i loved following it from twitter because yeah. it seemed like every day there was like a witty response to some rule or some speech like the one that i loved the most was when they said like you couldn't bring gas tanks or something to help the people out or you know, help the truckers out and then so everyone walked in with like empty gas tanks. Cause it's like, well, you can't get us all like that. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that type of shit. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was so good. Um, and, you know, and it really it, like it divided, but unified at the same time. Right. Cause everybody who's kind of quiet and on the fence, but was kind of for the truckers came out of the woodwork. Right. I came out of the woodwork, right. Like a lot of us started being like a lot more vocal. Um, but the and people world, who... worldwide bro it had an impact yeah. too like with everyone being like oh shit this could like maybe work and do something i mean i think they i think they might have 
there might be a convoy happening in Finland. That's, I don't know if it happened already or it did, yeah. but who knows? No one cares. Like I said, no one cares. Any, it's not, not even news because of Russia stuff, but I mean, it, it impacted the world. It did. And it was, it was a sight to see, but unfortunately, you know, the blockades at the border at the Coots border, there was uh, the RCMP raided someone's RV and they found uh, like six firearms and like, bulletproof vests and a bunch of shit too oh damn so like that was like kind of the clincher where the government was like okay emergencies act i disagree with the emergencies act and so did um essentially like i think like seven out of ten provinces disagreed with it as well like what the, exa- what what's the emergencies act technically emergencies act is a replacement for the war measures act the only time or the last time the war measures act was used in peacetime was actually with pierre trudeau senior so trudeau's dad um it was oh, during his dad was a prime minister too yeah yeah justin trudeau is the son of pierre elliott trudeau pierre elliott trudeau being the prime minister who brought in the canadian charter of rights and freedoms uh, oh. one of the most influential prime ministers in canadian history oh damn yeah he family legacy like trudeau was born and bred to be pm um because ah. of his dad bro when he talks now I swear it's an episode of Black Mirror every time I see uh, uh, I, every time I see him at the podium saying something, yeah. it's like they took a, cl- a deleted scene from Black Mirror and put it on. Like, yeah. But no, sorry, I, keep I, keep keep going. How, like, is it? It's over now. Like, there's mm-hmm. no more blockades. Yeah. So after the Emergencies Act was called, which essentially gives the federal government powers to just like do a lot of shit, not any, everything, but a lot of shit. They, um, they um, started freezing people's bank accounts without okay, warrants. I, yeah, I heard that. Um, so like, you know, like if you donated to the trucker protest in large sums, they just froze your bank account. They froze the bank accounts of the truckers at the protests. Um, they started revoking people's uh, licenses and insurance, and they shut down like 39 trucking businesses in the province of Ontario. Um, they declared that um, no protests would be legal um, because the Emergencies Act get, basically gives them the right to suspend protesting, essentially. Um, so they put up like red zones, right? You can't protest in Ottawa. You can't protest at the border. You can't protest here or there. The provinces, a lot of the provinces said this was unnecessary and that they could have dealt with it without the need of the Emergencies Act, um, which I think they totally could have. Like the, the police have the ability to to do it. But the problem is, is a lot of cops, um, a lot of cops didn't enforce the laws. They, <laughs> they just didn't. They were insubordinate. Um, they were told that they needed to clear out protesters in Ottawa and they just didn't. Um, the ones at the border of Alberta, when the Emergencies Act got called, um, the protesters at the Coots border decided to leave because they didn't want to basically get like they didn't want to get um, in any more trouble. And when they left, there's a video of the RCMP officers like hugging the protesters and being like, OK, so I saw like, that. I saw that yeah. video. I didn't I didn't know what it was over yeah. or, or what. So there was obviously like a lot of and like part of the reason why it had to be called is because tow truck drivers in the city of Ottawa, like tow truck drivers who specifically deal with semi trucks refused to tow the trucks of the truckers refused, just outright refused. And when they were at, when, when the government called the answer, they always gave was uh, we're sick. We have COVID every single time. 
And the, the reason is, is because they don't want to piss off their customer base or they believe in the movement. So like the people were collectively like at all levels, like the working class at all levels were collectively partaking in this protest to some degree. And, you know, 30% of the country was on board with the protests, according to most polls, 30%, right? That's a lot of people. Sure. And the government needed to get a handle on it. So they passed the Emergencies Act. They shut down the protest. The I was watching footage of... Um, of it, of them clearing it out, and they had to bring in a separate police force other than the RCMP and other than um, uh, other than um, the Ottawa police force to clear them out. They had to bring in a very specific unit of Quebec police officers to clear out the protesters, like specifically Quebec riot police officers, because they were the only ones who were actually willing to do the job that needed to be done. Man, it's yeah. so cool to me when a situation like that where the cops then side with the people because I feel in our time right now, everything going on, the most dangerous sentence is like, well, I'm just doing my job, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, I get that. And sometimes, yeah, you got to do shit that you don't want to do for your job. Yeah. But then there's like, okay, at what level then, at what level does the moral or your personal belief then trump I'm just doing my job. And yeah. so it's, it was cool just personally for me to see someone in a position of like police, you, you got to see where the moral compass was for some of them, which was so fucking cool. And they knew, like they knew that a lot of these protests weren't violent. They had no legal right to break them up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, at the border, they, they worked diligently to clear it because they, you know, it's a thoroughfare and whatever. And, and they failed. Um, for whatever reason, but you know, it ended up ending with like, like I think it was like a couple hundred arrests. Uh, you know, horses being brought in to like trample the protesters out, like the whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it was and, like Canadian. It's like the Canadian police have been watching a lot of episodes of Cops over lockdown. We could have a conversation about how the Canadian police force is arguably more fascist than America's, but. That's a conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> um, after this, Google um, is something that happens in rural communities in Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Uh, Google something called Starlight Tours. Starlight Tours? Okay. Starlight Tours. I'll give, you a little, I'll give you a little explainer. Essentially what happens is, so the RCMP is the federal police force, and essentially they were created to protect the borders, um, you know, from Americans and to uh, enforce colonial rule. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of unfortunate culture in the RCMP. RCMP is a good police force, but there's a lot of unfortunate culture in the RCMP where in some rural areas, if there are indigenous people that aren't behaving, the cops will just pick them up in the middle of the night and leave them out in the middle of the frozen tundra. Oh, shit. To just die. Damn. And it's called the Starlight Tour. Uh -huh. And um, it never gets talked about because it is dirty and nasty. And most people don't want to think about, you know, their local RCMP force that, you know, works in the suburbs and like protects the neighborhood from burglars and stuff. Also being a part, like also having a part of that police force in other parts of the province and other parts of the country doing some really horrendous shit to you know, um, an ethnic, an ethnic minority. 
Yeah. They don't want to think about that. Um, you know, and it it's it needs to be thought about and it needs to be talked about to be to be fixed, obviously, because that's fucked up. That should never be happening. But it, there is a there's a pervasive culture in Canada of you know colonialism and racism that Canadians very seldom acknowledge or talk about. Very seldom. Like I argue, I would argue that our treatment of Indigenous people historically has been worse than America's. Really, far worse. Yeah, because it's it's. I didn't learn. I didn't truly learn how bad Americans were to Native Americans until when I went to university in North Dakota for a year and a half, yeah. we were the fighting Sioux. And so one of the requirement required classes is get this Indian studies. Like, yeah. again, just so backwards in my mind of like in the textbook or in the, uh, the syllabus, Indian studies for native American, like it just so, and, but basically you walked away every day, like, Oh, damn we just fucked them like every every class ended like sad you know like there was never one bright spot of it was always like well and then we moved them here and it it was doing pretty good there but then we wanted that land so we moved them there and then they were doing okay there then we wanted that so you know it just there was never a bright spot yeah um it it's it's awful to think about hard part is too is because like i'm a white guy like and i was born in canada so it's like how the fuck do i reconcile that like how do i how do i understand my own history in that light and especially it's like it's not like i can leave like like, i don't have anywhere else to go (laughs) like this is you know like like uh, you know in a in a very um in a very uh tongue-in-cheek way like i am also indigenous to this land in the sense that like my family's been here for generations. I was born here and I don't have anywhere else that I can go. So I have to deal with the fact that, that the, uh, the people who are indigenous to this land longer than I have been, Mm. who, whose families were upended because of my ancestors, I have to figure out how to bridge that gap and have that conversation. And we got to learn to live on this continent together in a way that's going to be mutually beneficial and good for everybody. And I, I think we can have that conversation. It gets hard, of course, when it gets muddied by like, of course, like woke activists who want to like be like, no, oh, you're a horrible white person. You should just die. And then, you know, conservatives that are like, we did nothing wrong. We conquered you. Shut the fuck up. Like both sides are equally dumb. You're still here, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have land and you don't have to pay taxes. What do you yeah. mean? Why are you complaining? That's, yeah. that's the fucking dream. Like, you know, um, low key actually i mean the idea of like having your own land and not having to pay taxes kind of like low key the fucking dream but for like, sure for sure and yeah. i don't know how it was how it is in canada but that was like one of the other fucked up things from that class is like learning about how the reservation system was set up and oh yeah you know it just constantly every the land from what i remember just the land continually gets divided and divided divided you know for every family member that comes in and yada yada to a certain point where to do anything useful on the land you got to get x amount of votes or something that it becomes impossible because people die people move whatever that you can't get the required votes for it to even happen yeah no the reservation system is is horribly broken but 
indigenous people don't want to get rid of it because it's the last vestige of their own nationhood. Mm. Right. Yeah. You get yeah. rid of the, it's like better than nothing, which is like at this point, the last step. Yeah. Like at that point, they, they just kind of entirely lose their, their like heritage and their nationhood status. And you just kind of get consumed by the overarching culture. Right. The Dude. reservation system is like a welfare trap. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. True. Yeah. It, it, it like makes you just fall into that loop yeah. of the exact right. same thing. And, and you, you can get out of it, but it's hard. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't offer a ton of motivation to get out of it. Yeah. And the alternative is, you know, with welfare, the alternative is you lose your money and, you know, you lose the free benefits in the parks. The alternative to getting rid of the, the, the reservation system is that, you know, indigenous people lose their, their nation, their national autonomy and their ability to be a nation and yeah. self-determine and, and, and like, that's the, the trade-off. And in a weird way, like, like in my own ignorant mind, I think, well, that's a fine like just make the trade but that's an like that's an integral part to their identity right the, the land that they live on and their ability to self-autonomize and, and 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 whatever so like i don't know i i, I have no fucking clue i just got to learn how to you know deal with the shit that is pertinent to me and let them figure out what they're doing yeah exactly and i don't know if this is insensitive but not let it keep you up at night because yeah. it it can it, like you it, yeah and you you know deep down at your core you want to do something good and you're a good person and it, to a degree to a big degree it's out of your hands yeah it's, it's just figuring out no so it's person to person that's that's the best i can do right and like you know and i mean it tore me up man like uh and it really hurt last because i'm a very patriotic canadian right like I, I love my country love 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 my country and canada day is my favorite holiday like you know it's just a bunch of canadians get caught like, like regardless of color or color brown white yellow whatever just getting together getting drunk shooting off fireworks eating hamburgers you know what i mean like like ah yeah we're not america Woo! You know what, <laughs> what, I mean? like, what day is canada day uh july 1st oh okay yeah it's like four days before yours, three days. Okay, before yours, damn, that's there. a hell of a that's a fucking freedom ass week right there. Yeah. Jeez, it's Louise. a great week. I know a lot of yeah. Canadians who celebrate July first and then they go down into the states for yeah. See, I was gonna say, make yeah. a week out of that. Um, and you know, I, I love that holiday, but right around that time, there was um, a bunch of essentially mass graves of like dead indigenous children that were uncovered at old residential schools whoa yeah and you know what a residential school is mm, no i don't think no? so so you guys had them in the states too um but canadian ones i think are maybe a little different similar in concept the the church and the state got together to essentially solve the indigenous problem which was um we have these indigenous people who don't want to give up their culture so the phrase was save the child, kill the indigenous, or it was kill the indigenous, save the child or something like that. So what they did is they, um, they either kidnapped them in the middle of the night, or they convinced their parents to hand them over. 
and they moved all of these kids to boarding schools. And at these boarding schools, they were not allowed to speak their language. They were not allowed to wear their ancestral clothing. They were not allowed to learn about their history. They were told to learn about white Anglo-Saxon Christian traditions. And if they stepped out of line, they would be abused and beaten. Unfortunately, they were also often raped. Um, yeah, it sounds know, like just a recipe for disaster. For disaster. Awful, right? And this system continued operating until 1997. Whoa. In 1997, the last residential school closed. Fun little side notes, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father, expanded the residential school system in the 60s or 70s. I don't know the exact timeline, but he, he made more of them. Yeah. And, and at the time, they were, they were saying, like, oh, this is a good thing. We're educating Indigenous children. We're giving them opportunities. We're you know, giving them, you know, the chance at a better new life, getting them away from that horrible, you know, uh, you know, uh, poverty that they live in. But the system was perpetuating their poverty. And um, last year, right before Canada Day, there was a school in British Columbia in Squamish, I believe, um, that uncovered like something like 1100 dead bodies, like kids. From like, yeah. And then after that, they just started to um, dig up and excavate and survey the land of all the other residential schools. And they started finding more and more and more and more and more mass graves. And puts a little stain on Canada Day. Oh, my God. God, it rocked the country. And I was ballsy enough to still wear my little Canada Day shirt. I wasn't going to celebrate. I just decided, like, I'm going to have a quiet. I love my country. I know this is happening. But, like, I'm going to grab a beer with a friend. And we're going to quietly just, like, be like, you know, whatever. That was a mistake. Um, I, I, got, I, I have never been so. I've never gotten so many death stares and so many people looking at me like a horrible human being. I live in the city. And like there was a parade, or not a parade, sorry, a protest that came through as I was walking back to our car because um, <laughs> we left the bar early because like there's a bunch of people in there because they were wearing orange shirts because it was like orange shirts. There's a representation of some, something to do with the indigenous movement. And there was a bunch of people in orange shirts like looking at me like I was a, just like just like I had killed somebody essentially, right? And I was like, okay, this was a mistake. I like I I get and I understand now that that was insensitive and I probably shouldn't have done that, but I, I was still holding on to this like idea that like like I know what happened and like I'm sad about it, but I still love my country and we're in the middle of a pandemic and I really want to go out and like you know enjoy my time and you know it was a selfish choice and I shouldn't have done it and I know that now. Um, but yeah, it was, it was weird. Uh, we were walking back and I had to walk through this parade of people to get back to the car. <laughs> it's like a Larry and, David skit. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all holding signs like KKK Canada. There's no pride in genocide, like end Canada day or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Uh, all right. I made a horrible decision. I'm going to rethink gulps, this one. Big um, gulps. Huh? See you later. <laughs> like, shucky darns. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I after that and like I after that, I, I really d dug deep and kept thinking and thinking and thinking and realizing like, OK, we can have Canada Day, but we also have to have reconciliation. Like we really have to to really talk about this. And it, I, I've talked to I have a, I've been a buddy who's indigenous. I've talked to him a few times about this. And he's like, no, the average white Canadian does not need to feel bad about anything. Mm. Right. You never killed any indigenous kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you never poisoned the water source. You never colonized any land. You were born in a house in the suburbs. You know, like you didn't do anything wrong. It's the government we really need to hold accountable. It's the government we really need to go after. It's the government that should be paying reparations. It's the government that should be like, like it, it is like, it's the government. The same government that is segregating people based off of their vaccination status, the same government that is, you know, attacking peaceful protesters, whether they be white or indigenous, the same government that is uh, hell bent on trying to turn you into, uh, you know, a wage slave and keep you happy and content in your tiny little apartment in the sky, you know, freezing your freezing your assets, freezing your accounts. Yeah, for for donating to a protest that was deemed illegal after the fact, right? The same, yeah, the same government that is just it a horrible, terrible, fucking authoritarian nightmare. That is the we all should be on the same page, all of us: indigenous, white, Chinese, black, Indian, uh, fucking Pakistani, Australian, whatever you are. <laughs> we should all be on the same page about the fact that. Our government, the Canadian government, is fucking awful, terrible, worse than the states. I will die on that sword, worse than the United States government, worse, because they are just as evil, just as conniving, just as fucking greedy and horrible, but they are gaslighting the whole country into believing that they're not as bad and that they're the good guys. Yes. And when I talk to immigrants that come here, they're like, I thought Canada was very different. <laughs> I thought it was very different. And then I got here and I realized it is a hellhole and I want to go home, you know? And I, um, but the, the funny thing is, and the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is we'll never unify and like really make a difference in the government because the legacy media and the government are working together to make sure that Canadians are divided on party lines, divided on bullshit, you know, white people and indigenous people need to hate each other for some reason, Right. Because if we ever got together and actually collectively decided like, you know what? Yeah, uh, what happened was bad. You should have clean drinking water right now. And we should not be pushing pipelines through your territory. And also, yes, white people should not, you know, you know, whatever the white problem is. I'm not going to get into it at the moment, but all of that stuff. We all collectively have issues that come from the government and we should all collectively just make a change. For sure. No, dude, you sound American right now. <laughs> I fucking love the States. I know you guys have problems, but at least you guys have the like, Americans still have a revolutionary spirit. You guys still have that, like that spirit of like rebellion and like, fuck you don't. And Canadians just don't. Yeah, that is. Well, I mean, what, how do you see, how do you see it going? What's the deal with, man, I don't know shit about prime minute. When, when's the next election? When can, because Obviously, a lot of shit probably needs to change. But if Trudeau is, is Trudeau, does it matter who is prime minister? Like in the way I almost feel like it really doesn't matter who the president of the US is in the yeah. big picture of things. Does it? Does it um, matter if he's there or not? Yes. And no, I mean, the issue is systemic, right? So even if we got yeah. a prime minister, that was um like the greatest person on the planet actually trying to make changes. He's going against a system that's 150, over 150 years old, right? Federal government is 150 years old, but Canada is a, you know, colonial state is much older. Um, uh, and 
I don't know. I think I think step one is getting Trudeau out and putting someone in who isn't going to make the problem worse. How, what's the timeline on that? Um, well, we just had an election less than a year ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> and he he won another minority, like literally the House of Commons changed by like a few seats. Like there's literally the exact same parliament. Um, there was no difference, really. Um, he He won the same amount of like votes. Percentage-wise, he won the same amount of seats, same amount of power. Um, because he called the election because his polling was doing really well. And because in, in this country, the prime minister can essentially call an election whenever the hell he wants. Um, there's a, I think it has to happen every four years. Um, but it can happen sooner if the prime minister wants to or if the House of Commons um, votes down uh, something that the prime minister is trying to do and it's a no-confidence vote. Oh, interesting. Right. So if the, so, for example, the prime minister can table legislation and he can say, if this doesn't pass, it's a no confidence vote and we're going to election. And if the government, like if the opposition parties vote it down, then parliament is dissolved. We go straight to an election. Oh, weird. Yeah. So we get we could hypothetically have an election like fucking three months after the last one. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Weird. Normally it doesn't happen, but we could. Um my guesstimate, because he is in a minority position, he has a so he. Do you do you know what a minority parliament is? No, not really. I don't think okay. so. Are you ready? I've been. Are you are you enjoying this conversation? You yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah for sure. <laughs> um, this is this is like the area that I'm the most knowledgeable in, probably. Um, so uh, a minority parliament is when um, the government has uh, the. So the federal, so the liberal party has the most amount of seats out of I'm any just, other. I have to say, hold on. I just have to say, like, yeah. I'm just happy not to talk about fucking either COVID or Ukraine and Russia. Okay, like, cool. You know, it's fucking so nice to have a passionate conversation about not those two fucking things. <laughs> Pog. Okay, I fuck with that. Good. So uh, a minority parliament is, so there's uh, 380 seats, I think, something like that in the parliament. The liberals have the most amount of seats out of any party, but they don't have a majority of the seats in parliament. Okay. Because okay. if they had a majority of the seats, they would have a majority government, which means that they don't need the help of any other parties to la to pass legislation. So how many parties is there? Uh, in the House of Commons currently, there are four. Oh, okay. Okay. No, five. Five. Sorry. There's oh, uh, the Liberal okay. Party. The Conservative Party, the NDP, which is the New Democrat Party, the Bloc Québécois, which was uh, is a, uh, a French separatist party, Quebec separatist party, okay. and then the Green Party, which is you know green. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, so at the moment, for Prime Minister Trudeau to pass legislation, he needs help from one of the other parties to do it because he doesn't have enough enough votes in his own party to get it done. Okay. He's been propped up by the New Democrat Party, headed by Jagmeet Singh, uh, for, uh, for the last couple of years, essentially, like since like the 2019 election. Um, Jagmeet Singh has basically just been like Trudeau's babysitter. Like, okay, just just lets him do anything. He's kind of That's a sellout. The uh, like guy who has the turban on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Video, I've seen videos of him talking and. Twitter doesn't like him very much. I don't like him either. Okay. Um, he's he's like a you know those like you know those like really smarmy, like really annoying people that like um 
that like just follow the big social media trends right this big social justice trends they have to have an opinion on literally every fucking yeah. he's, he's that guy um he's that guy um if so what i would assume is going to happen is Jugmeet Singh's probably not going to ever stand up to Trudeau on anything because he's in a position where he can push Trudeau to get legislation passed that he wants passed. Because Jugmeet can say, Trudeau, I will help you pass this legislation if you and your party help me pass this legislation. And if you don't help me pass this legislation, then um, we're going to vote against what you're trying to pass and we'll go to an election. And nobody wants that. Right? Okay. So likely the next election to be called will be because Trudeau wants it to be called, um, which will probably happen in a year or two uh, when he feels like he's in a better position politically because right now he his numbers have tanked. Yeah, I was going to say, it wouldn't be good if it happened now, would it? No, not at all. There's actually a chance he might get replaced before the next election um, as leader of the party. How does that even happen? Um. So essentially, um, the prime minister of the country is whoever is the leader of the party that has the most amount of seats. Okay. And uh, okay. The, we don't, because we don't vote for our prime ministers, right? We vote for our members of parliament. Um, and then our members of parliament go to the house, uh, go to the legislature, whoever, whichever party has the most members of parliament in the house is the largest party. And whoever is the leader of those members of parliament is the person who is the prime minister. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Okay. So, so, so different than our Yeah, stuff. I know. Yeah. So hypothetically, if the Liberal Party gets sick of Trudeau, they can just they, they can just get rid of him. Oh. And there doesn't and have they, to be really I mean, there's a shift in power, but it's not from the party standpoint at all. Yeah, it, it's it's literally just like um like hypothetically, let's say they realize Trudeau is like a, a, he's like a dead horse and he's not leading properly anymore and they don't like him anymore, right? They, they think, okay, his time is done and he's a, he's a liability. They can, um, they can trigger. I don't know specifically the Liberal Party's um, rules on triggering their own leadership review. I know the Conservatives because obviously I'm a Conservative voter, so I know their, their stuff a lot better. But um, they could trigger a leadership review and then if enough of the members of parliament decide that they don't want him as leader anymore he would be out they would choose an interim leader to be the prime minister of the country and the leader of the party and then they would hold an internal leadership election to figure out who they want to be the leader long term damn the democrats could use that although biden speaking of dead horses like biden just <laughs> might fucking die and they're gonna have to do it that way anyway because Man, how how is it that North American leadership is in the place that it is? Um, I don't fucking know. Like it's scary, man. man. You know, like when you think that big of a a, a continent, that bi that many people, and the two people that are like quasi in charge. Yeah, that's that's what we got. Like, holy smokes, man. I know, dude. Um, people are easy to manipulate. And establishments, like established companies, established governments, established media, they have an interest in putting people in charge 
who are going to do what they want and who they can sell to the populace to easily manipulate them into voting for them. Yeah. No, it's, I, I don't have a ton of hope to be honest, although like that trucker convoy was kind of one of those things where I'd hope now with, it's so fucked up to say, but I'm like happy about the invasion because it has made COVID disappear. And so at the, you know, hopefully the war doesn't go on or the invasion doesn't go on for another two years like COVID did, but because there's going to be a next new, like I was thinking about this the other day is bro, what happened before COVID? What did the new, I mean, the new American media talked a lot about Trump, but it was never these like, super serious things all the time and so now with between covid and then the war following it like aliens is the only next logical thing that the media could like one up itself in terms of like you know click yeah. clicks and getting views so it just it's kind of scary in a way of they can man, always I, go back. I wish we could just go back to like boring news days yeah you know but it it will never happen yeah boring being a hurricane hitting yeah exactly yeah 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 (laughs) seriously i know i um i i I ask myself the question a lot and i think the logical answer is that it'll probably just cycle between things right people got tired of covid so we've moved on to the war covid's still around yeah exactly governments are still doing things like and you know the funny thing is is things are quietly opening up like like Alberta and Saskatchewan have both dropped all of their mandates. Yeah, starting yesterday in Finland everything. I mean, it was pretty chill here to be the whole with. time, but yeah. now it's it's been it was maybe like the last last month or two bars could only stay open till like 11 or midnight. Sure. Maybe a, a month before that they could only stay open till 8. But now it's everything's been dropped and they can be open till four or whatever it is. And no, you know, no capacity issues. And it, yeah, like you said, slowly it's the world is opening back up. Yeah. Um, Which I think is, you know, I think it's funny because um, we've been wanting this for so long and now we don't even get to enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, that's like my Finnish buddy was like, Man, I just hope because Finland with Russia invading Ukraine, there's a lot of like Finnish anxiety because of what Russia has tried to do here. And he's like, man, I just hope now that everything's opening up, like people go enjoy it and they don't stay at home and fixate upon Russia and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, some people will. Some people won't. Um. I'm a little peeved because things are still slow in BC. Um, like we still, everything, all the, re- all the restrictions are lifted except for the mask mandate, the vaccine passport, and um, uh, like one more thing. And, you know, I think to myself like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. I can, but it's still, there's a part of me that's kind of like, no, like just pull the last two. Just, yeah. just pull it, man. Just rip the fucking bandaid off everywhere else is. Alberta's dropped it. Saskatchewan's dropped it. Ontario's about to drop it. Quebec is on the way to drop it. Like England has like, like, you know, all these other places. And it's just frustrating. Cause it's like, we just like, we just want normal back. 
and and at this point it's like i don't know to me it, to continually what scares me is i saw something that they're working some german company just got the rights to do like a digital id vax pass yeah. kind of thing for the future and it's like what are we doing half the country i mean not i don't know how many a lot of countries are just getting rid of everything entirely and then we're still focusing on this thing and then in some places like where you're at they're still doing it so it's just it's like at at what point at what point does it go away i mean um, I would, it, it was funny it was funny for me that okay yesterday we could go out until 4 a.m but the day before we couldn't it was like yeah all that changed was the calendar that was that was it nothing really changed like so it's just so weird now yeah it's a bit odd and as long as there's money to be made there will always be an incentive for this shit and like 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 the thing is is like what a lot of canadians especially like the more con uh, the more conspiratorial ones are scared of is that the federal government's just going to bring in a vaccine passport mm. right and at the provincial level, we won't have one, but at the federal level, they'll mandate it. And I'm sure the provinces will fight it, but that's totally something Trudeau will do, right? And I'm not one of those people that's like World Economic Forum, like, oh, you know, they're trying to bring in the fourth industrial revolution and make us all slaves. Like, I'm not one of those people. I get the argument, but I'm not one of those people. Yeah. And, but I do, I do recognize that there is at least a political and financial agenda around this stuff right why is trudeau so gung-ho about trying to keep the restrictions in place and forcing vaccines on people the man pre-bought because he's a fucking idiot that doesn't know how to do anything with money the man pre-bought enough vaccines to vaccinate the entire country for the next seven years pre-bought them uh-huh really yeah pre-bought them so he he can't he can't get that money back. He gave it he gave it to Pfizer and Moderna and all of those people already. They already got the fucking money. The contract is signed. We're getting the vaccines. Except Canadians don't have any interest in taking the product. Well, and why would you buy for seven years for something that should, <laughs> in it, theory, shouldn't be lasting yeah, seven years? It would have made a lot more sense to if like if he was really thinking like okay, well we need we might need vaccines again in the future. It would have made more sense for him to I don't know spend all that money like spend money on the vaccines in the short term, right? Get get all those vaccines in the short term that we we need or whatever. Spend money to build factories in this country to then manufacture vaccines. Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, that that's super logical, rational, good use of money, right? You won't need to force the vaccine mandate on anybody. You don't need to force people to take the product to make your money back to recuperate the cost of of, of that of that uh, that you know that that burden that you put on the taxpayers by by purchasing all that shit. But you have the capacity to ramp up vaccine production if we need it again. But he's an idiot. He's not a very smart person. And no. and the problem is is now we're in a position where he he is going to get shot like, 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 like not literally figuratively. If everything drops, right. If all the mandates drop all, like we go back to normal, there's going to be an election and the conservative party is going to be able to say, you have spent 
billions of dollars on vaccines that we're not ever going to use because the Canadian people both don't want them and don't need them. We have enough to take care of the immunocompromised and the old and for anybody who just wants a booster because they want a booster. But we have too many and you spent all that money and average suburban Canadians are going to go, yeah, that's kind of, why do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Probably shouldn't vote for this guy. (laughs) So the prudent political choice is to then continue to proliferate the need for these vaccines to get people hyped up and ramped up so that when the election happens, he can say, well, we still need them. We still, we have these mandates. We're still in danger. We still need them. And he can continue to further his career. It's sick. Yeah. It's really sick. It's gross. What are you vaping? Oh, uh, I don't, it is called Louis uh, XIV. So what is that? The fourth, I think Louis, the fourth, or sorry, Louis the Fourteenth. My bad. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a nicotine juice. It tastes like uh, some sort of like toasted cinnamon thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've recently. I hate to say it, but I'll, I'll smoke some cigarettes now, every now and then, and it's like, uh, do I want to become a vapor or? But there's, there's an aesthetic of smoking a cigarette that just yeah. can't be beat, you know. What, once once you transition to vaping though you can't go back to smoking because the flavors are so bad with, with cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. yeah i have to i have to do the like you know menthols have all been banned pretty much everywhere except yeah. like russia and asia but here they'll sell like a little flavor card that you hmm. put into the pack and i'm sure it's just adding another hundred chemicals you know that yeah. i'm ingesting but it makes because i hate the taste of tobacco but it makes it not truly a menthol, but damn close. And yeah, it's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Um, I got to take a piss. Well, let's, let's call it, let's call it a day <laughs> then. Cause we're at a uh, probably what a little over two, two hours. hours now. Yeah. I think YouTube wise, I can only upload about two and a half hours at least with yeah. my system. So dude, this is, this has been fun. Yeah, this is, I'm sorry. I I hope uh, I hope I didn't go too far down the rabbit hole of uh, political talk. I um, I I'm I enjoyed it at least. Yeah, so. no, I I learned something, and it's it's interesting to hear about other places' stuff. And there's a real smug part of me that almost enjoys seeing other people from other countries mad at their government (laughs) you know like there's like a real sick part of me that like almost uh, enjoys and relishes in it like when can when Finnish people will complain about their shit after like kind of always being oh we're not American kind of tout you know that tout it's like well welcome welcome to my world welcome to my world a little bit so no i but in all seriousness it's it's actually like fun to hear about sometimes and it wasn't even though we we got a little covid we got a little war in there but it It wasn't the whole thing we we went two and a half hours of damn near nothing on those topics and that that makes me feel good yeah take it as a giant w man yeah, that's, that's a, a huge that's a, W. Those are the easy topics to go off on too. So oh, we, we did very dude, well. and I realized that nobody wants to hear me talk about fucking Ukraine and Russia. Be like, that's yeah. I have no. What am I gonna? You know, I don't know. We we could uh, like like 
too many people talk about things they have no idea what the hell they're talking about yeah so. yeah and yeah. so i don't i so, so. all righty brother well let's uh there will be a third episode at some point you know yeah maybe it better damn well be yeah maybe not a year from now we'll see we're on just about a year so i think last one was yeah a year ago or so a little bit more than a year Sick. So. yeah i i am um, i'm down to i'm down to do it again i'm gonna need another one to uh to clarify and apologize for anything offensive i might have said so yeah, i think great I think you were pretty good man it was great it opportunity was, you were you were shooting straight, straight from the hip. That's what's I. That's what I'm doing lately, baby. Let's that's go. That's what's that's what's the best, man. So yeah. no, I think it's all good. Cool. Alrighty, brother. Take a piss. I appreciate you. I'm gonna, as we say that, I'm gonna go walk to the store and buy some cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Don't don't smoke too many in a night, okay? Uh, last night was the night. <laughs> okay, Joey. Alrighty. I'll see you later, buddy. Much love, bro. Take care. Yeah. See ya. Uh, huh, huh.